Okay. Welcome back to uh, the summer forums. We're going into our second session here on Saturday. Uh, the first session was a whopper. It was, wow, the presence of God. It is available, of course, for those who are watching. They're already seeing it live stream. But for those of you in here, if you know you can re refer it to somebody, you go to YouTube and then just type in Good News Family Worship Center. You can do it and, yeah, share that on Facebook and everything else. But you can watch even the past forums. But uh, we welcome those of you who are online. What's that? So on YouTube, if you just type in the search, GNFWC. Oh, GNFWC. The acronym WC. for Good News Family Worship Center. GNFWC. PT. Um, one of the uh, brothers here that have uh, were attending has something. We asked Jim to share it. He was telling Carol about something with regard to Hebrew. But, Jim, if you would come up, please. And Zach Drew. Yeah, so if you can come up here. Yeah, please. Come on up. And then Elaine is going to share the what, about the technology stuff. I'm Jim McCullough, and I uh, live in Adam Township. Um, they had said, hey. You know, remember the hey? And it kind of triggered something in my mind. And uh, like in the Hebrew, I don't know who's familiar with anything with Hebrew, but hey is one of the letters in their alphabet. Yes. And um, all the Hebrew letters are a hieroglyphic that mean a word. So all the words are really a co conglomeration of hieroglyphics. So... Like the name for God, like Jehovah or Yahweh. In the Hebrew, it's yod Hey, vav Hey, And um, that word Hey literally means to like look, behold. And um, so the Yod is kind of like the arm. And so it's like you would see look, the arm, and then the Vav is a nail. So it's look, the arm, look, the nail. So it's just kind of like a conglomerate. That, that, that's Jehovah. In the Hebrew, that's Jehovah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Right. The hey. Yeah. Hey. Oh. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. And the other thing was the tech thing. Yeah, so there's tech conferences every year. I don't know who's familiar, but they, they have them all over. They have them in Spain, and they have them out here in the southwest. And um, some of them are pretty crazy things. Um, it's kind of like um, trying to be careful what I say. I'll just stick with the maybe God bill. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy stuff. Like top tech people around the world, they come together, and um, they do some really sick stuff, really sick stuff. And um, – but one of the things they do is they have something called the God pill, and they take the God pill, and then they listen to a voice tell them what to do to advance technology. So, yeah, that's. I was just mentioning that, and she said to repeat it, so thought I would. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. This is uh, pretty pretty awesome. Amen. A God pill. They take a God pill. Yeah. The high tech, what Jim was telling us is that the, the owners of, um, of companies, of high tech companies, they come together and they meet together once a year, different places of the world. And there's also tents outside and, um, where they are they, for sex. And just different weird, strange things. It sounds like almost to Sodom me as a Sodom and Gomorrah, but almost when worshiping a god. So that god pill is not the god pill that we worship. And Ephesus and places yeah. like that, that's what they did. And so there was a lot. And even that tried to come in back into the church. So the influence in technology and what it's doing right now 
See, we, the church has to step up, and I believe it is stepping up, but we need to support it, you know? Listen, God is, God created us for a purpose, and it is, our purpose is to know him and to live in the kingdom of God and to release the kingdom of God in our families, in our workplaces. That's the primary thing here, church, is to know God to have an intimate relationship with him. God created and gave technology, and that's so the gospel could go out to every end, every part, every, every part of the earth, to the ends of the earth. And because of that, the gospel is able to go out. And also, I believe that, that because of technology, you will see things in Jerusalem that are going to take place that Revelation talks about, about the witnesses, how they'll be laying there dead for, for three days. There's so many different things. But there's a man that was Zach Drew who gave that information. And he has a website. I, I jumped on it. You can look at it yourself. Um, but... I'm going to turn it over to Elena because a lot of this we have to be very careful with our kids and the addiction, a God pill, an addiction. What God are they listening to, okay? So what are they putting out there in technology? If you have been on some of the things, there's real fast things that are moving, bam, bam, and they're not good. And a lot of it is immoral. It's unclean. And it just pops. It, it pops, yeah. It pops so quick that it, it's like a flash. But guess where it enters? It enters into the brain. It captures it, and it's there. So when the enemy comes, he can bring those pictures that have been captured by the brain and begin to entertain that. And so as parents, that's why we were saying in the beginning that you have something that, I mean, we, we've been given gifts, and we really, really need to monitor. I, if it was my kids knowing today, my kids would probably not like me. I would probably say, you're not getting a phone till after you're out of the house. <laughs> if you want a phone, you can use mine, you know. If you want to get in touch with somebody, here's my phone. But giving it to young children I'm going to tell you something. You better really think about it because they are not capable of being responsible to handle that. And you're giving them, if I can say this, you're giving them because of the... the Without parental. Because of their uh, maturity, they are not able, even though they mean well, to handle the responsibility of that and to recognize the things that are going on and happening. And if you have young children that have phones, uh, I mean, even if you pulled, I would pull back a lot of things. Amen? Give it to Elena. Okay, so I'm going to try to get this in quick. Um, All right, so... Because technology has been um, just exploding rapidly, um, I know um, for me, when I was a kid, we didn't even have cell phones. I didn't have a cell phone until I was an adult. Um, And so um, even just in the last 20 years, we have seen huge explosions of technology. Um, So with anything like that, they don't start testing it and its effects until, you know, many years have passed. Um, like with drugs, they do the same thing. You know, they, they, something comes out and they don't really know its true effects until years later when they see the compounded effects of it over time. So there are reports that are starting to come out because they're, they're, it's been long enough and they're starting to, to test these things. So um, there have been several different um, um, neuroscience researches that have been done uh, one, there was uh, most recently the National Institute of Health spent $300 million um, testing over 11,000 children um, using MRI scans of the brain um, while they played video games, were on iPhones, um, tablets, computers, TV, you name it, any kind of screen electronic time. Um, and so 
um, and they, they tried to, it was a, it was a range. Um, the average was around nine or 10 years old, but they, they actually um, included teenagers as well. They wanted to see how it affected younger children, you know, middle-aged, and even um, as they start to get into adulthood. Um, so, uh, and this is just, this is one major study, but there have been many. Um, so that's a lot of money that they put into it um, to see the effects of it. What they found, now some of these reports actually were published um, on 60 Minutes. They did a whole show about this. Um, there were other articles published in Medical News Today. Um, uh, Regent University actually did some of its own research, and they posted some of their things as well. Um, so what they found with all screen time, and this was universal, okay? It wasn't that it just affected some and not others. They found that um, extensive screen time actually changes the brain's structure and function within many regions of the brain. And I, I can explain why. Um, one thing that's different about paper versus a screen the screen, if you don't know, help me, I may not get all this quite right, so if you're really, really techie, just bear with me. The screens are made up of billions of little lights, yes, pixels, whatever you want to call them. Um, and the way that your eyes take in <coughs> all of that light and, and um, sends it through your, your optic nerves to your brain, um, it's, it's picking up, they're not just lights, like these lights just stay one focus, like they don't, they don't change. But the lights on a device, they're constantly moving and flickering and they're changing color and they're changing tone and density and everything is just, you know, and, and they're randomly, um, you have lights that are going dim on one side and, you know, sparking up on the other. And so there's constant, constant movement that the eye is taking in all of that light. Okay, now we don't, we don't, we just see an image. We don't understand you know, there's more complexity to that. But your eye is constantly taking that in, and that's obviously communicating to the brain because that's, that's how it works. That's how God made us. Um, so what signals go to the brain when we look at something like this is totally different than when you look at a piece of paper. You don't have any of that light work going on, right, because it's just paper. Um, so the effects on our brain are very, very different. All of the programming, all of those signals go and speak to different parts of the brain. So, and eye doctors will tell you, you'll strain your eyes if you sit in front of screens very long because your, your eyes are working really, really hard. But on the other side of that is what's connected to your eyes and that's your brain. So in these studies, um, they, they found a lot of things. Um, all right, so basically they found uh, not only that it does it change the structure and the function, but many aspects of the brain are um, weakened. And um, certain parts of the brain actually go numb. They found that, for instance, when, when kids are, if it's a video game, there are certain parts of the brain that are, there's actually no activity at all. And then when you sit, when a kid sits down to do, let's say, math, all of a sudden, those areas of the brain are functioning again, okay? They saw activity in it because they compared different functions. Um, so there's a, there's a sense of numbing that happens in the brain when you're sitting in front of something for a long period of time. Um, so they found that kids who spent, these are mostly kids, but this affects everyone. This is not just children. It affects adults because we all have the same brains. Um, the effects of it are greater because the brain is still developing. So the younger the brain, the, the greater the, the impact. Um, but they found that a lot of these things um, past the age of about 18 or 20 are irreversible. You cannot change them. The damage is set, and you can't change it past that because the brain is pretty much fully formed. Now, we can always be increasing in knowledge, and you can be you know, working more parts of the brain, but the damage is in many cases irreversible. So they found that these kids who spent excessive amounts of time, um, they, um, they required more activation, more help to actually stay focused on simple tasks. They could not, they, they lost the ability to actually be able to focus and concentrate on simple things. Um, 
they found that um, for kids that uh, had more than two hours of screen time, just two, and you think in this, that's five minutes here, ten minutes there, you add it all up, this is all screen time. More than two hours, they, saw ex- they started seeing a big decline in their language skills and their thinking skills. Two hours. That's, that's all communicate. That's reading. That's communication. That's just critical thinking, yeah. focus, concentration. It affects creativity. Um, it affects uh, critical thinking, s- uh, simple tasks, being able to like think through a process. Um, th- it, th- it thwarts their ability to stay focused. Um, to even, ha- I just think I said creative thought, even creative thought. Um, because there are other activities like physical exercise, uh, music, um, trying to think. There's a few things that, that actually help stimulate your thinking processes. So when they're not getting physical activity, when they're not getting music, when they're not getting, um, there's a couple other things, actual reading, like regular reading, not screen reading, but actual paper reading. Um, it's stimulating those other parts of the brain that control um, critical thought and language. Um, so when you don't work those areas, they become not only weak, but they're hindered from actually functioning because those other areas of the brain are sort of like on speed, and they take over. And what they found was that, um, okay, two things. They found that more than seven hours, now, you think that's extreme, but kids have tablets in school. And I know some of the teachers will tell me they maybe they don't spend that much time. But if you add up the time that they have in school on their tablets or their assignments or whiteboards or whatever they're using, plus phone time, TV time, computer, add it all up, games, more than seven hours, they actually saw premature thinning of the cortex of the brain. It, this, this means it is abnormal mutation and premature aging like an older person starts to have thinning of the cortex. Can this, is, does this affect the genetic? I'm, ask, I'm asking her a question, and I'm asking as if Elena is a scholar, a but she's not a doctor <laughs> or a scientist or anything. No, she I looked into things to help me understand. I yeah. wonder if this affects, has, can affect the genetics and it can be passed on. Genetics and what it can do to the, to uh, the like brain. brain damage. I'm not sure. Um, I can tell you that what they what they said was that um, it actually is a, a mutation that causes an excessive rate of um, they called it maturation, but it's it's like an it's a too fast aging of the brain. Um, but it's a bad thing. It's not like your five year old got smarter. In fact, um, they they have found that. These kids um, absolutely exhibit addictive behaviors. Um, the markers for addiction in the brain are the same as if they had been on drugs or alcohol or anything else addictive. It's the same, it's the same markers in the brain that show them that addiction has occurred. Jesus. Um, they found that even though with some teenagers, because they're spending more time indoors rather than out, they, they think they've seen a decline in um, certain things like gang violence and stuff among teens, but the increase of depression and anxiety and loneliness Suicide. has skyrocketed. Yeah. Um, so the one interesting thing that I found is that the, the parents of the tech companies, and I know J- Jim, Jim, right, yeah. he was mentioning yeah, he it. Um, yeah. The parents of the tech companies, some of them actually are defectors that are starting to sound an alarm because what they have said is that some of these parents are actually banning certain devices from their own kids because they know the effects on the human brain. Um, there's what they are. The parents are saying is that these can no longer be seen as a teaching tool for their kids. You cannot because the risks of the overall, the over time, the effects far outweigh the benefits that they're getting. You can, I know t- every, lots of people can argue there's so many educational things, and there are, but the risks of the damage to the brain is far greater. They're arguing um, basically that they see the addicted behavior and they see stunted development 
in children. Wow. Wow. So these are the parents of these tech companies who benefit monetarily <laughs> yeah. from this. Um, I want to bring up this one because the Lord brought me to this. I was talking earlier about the kingdom of God. And the Lord brought me to, to Romans chapter 14, where Jesus said, um, sorry, it's not Jesus, but um, it says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, yes. in the Holy Spirit. Paul. Um, and I found it very, very interesting. The enemy, he, he's so cunning. And see, oh, it's not just your kids that this affects. Because one thing they found is that children imitate what their parents do. So in many cases, parents are not saying put down the device. They may say shut off the TV, but they're still giving them the phone. So a lot of parents don't even want to admit that this is a problem, even though some kids are saying it's a problem. They know they're spending too much time. Kids imitate their parents. So if parents are spending too much time on electronics, kids think they're supposed to do the same thing. And if parents allow it, then it becomes acceptable to the kids. They don't, they're not going to put it down unless they're made to. Um, so this is what, with that scripture um, in Romans 14, uh, verse 17. Righteousness. Addictive behaviors lead to sin and unrighteousness. Yes. Excessive screen time causes depression, anxiety, loneliness. There goes your peace and your joy. So if the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, Satan's n trying to knock them all out. In addition to, to that, um, if he can, and I know some, I, I'm not sure who said it. Somebody was mentioning this earlier. If, if Satan can rob us of our ability to, to focus and think critically and creatively, um, what they found with, with kids is that, like I said, when they leave the screen and they try to go to a book, in this case, the Bible, the, the Bible doesn't make sense to them. The words don't make sense. It, it can't, they can't get it into Process. their head. There's, there's a lack of them even being able to spend a few minutes to focus. If they try to get quiet in prayer, the brain is struggling even to get quiet, to get still. Do you ever notice the wow. increase of ADD, ADHD, all these other things? Kids can't be still. They can't focus. They're very, you know, they can't even concentrate. It's like, and teachers know this, electronics feed it. Because all the rapid, 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 it just feeds that. So that because of, yeah, because the, the mind just, I mean, God made our minds to adapt. Um, so all of that is going on, and the child is, is they, they don't know how to get quiet, to get still, and maybe some of us too. Wow. Because there is a, there's a real um, issue, okay, with, with the shifting over in the brain. Now, we're not... We don't have to just, um, you know, accept, okay, that's, that's what's going on, so I have a problem. You know, my kids have a problem. No, what we have to understand is the word says renew your mind daily. Meditate on the word of God day and night. Meditation on the word is something that concentration and focus and you have trouble doing. If the brain is not in that place to be able to focus and concentrate, now meditating on the word is hard. Now understanding the word is hard. Wow. Now, we're supposed to understand by revelation, but there is an element of mental understanding. So in order for honest, I mean, I think I said this the other night, in order for us to overcome the enemy and his tactics, it is only going to come through the Holy Spirit. Yes, because we have to bypass the brain function. And there are so many people, um, you know, who they're so inundated all the time with with screens and, and the electronics. And it is affecting their brains on a daily basis. So even as we're witnesses for Christ sharing the gospel, you may encounter a real mental block. Yes. You're not going to get there through, through, you know, reason. 
No, only the work of the Holy Spirit can bypass the flesh and the mind and whatever difficulties they might be having. It is only through the work of the Holy Spirit. And we can see how, you know, to to steal our righteousness, our peace and joy and our even our ability to renew our mind and to meditate on the word right there to steal that is to rob everything that God wants for us because we cannot fulfill his purposes, his plans, his destiny. If Satan, if Satan steals that from us, it's key that we know this and that we stand firm to get in the word, to to make ourselves stay in the word and renew our minds to pray continually without ceasing English tongues, whatever your language is. If you speak Spanish, get your children baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen. 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 And, and take a, a stand. Parents, grandparents, you have, you have the right to say no. Yes. No. <laughs> and we have to take that stand as, as adults and set the example and say, you know what? I know I'm going to limit myself, whatever the time is, I'm going to limit myself on the, on the electronics because I need to keep my mind renewed. That's I need to keep my, my spirit sword and praying in other tongues bypasses the brain completely, completely. It does. Absolutely. Amen. It really does. That's why we, uh, I know the Lord put it on my heart about Galatians. This, what Elena covered and shared with us is really a part of the beguilement. What God creates for good. Amen. The enemy tries to counterfeit and take advantage of to use for his purposes. Can you bring this down a little? Maya sounds a little loud. I just want to read this to you, and I know Bert had something he wants he wants to share. You're fine? Okay. This all has to do with, with the season that we're in. The heightening of, of walking in the spirit is so very important for us and and to give heed to what what the spirit of God is saying to us. Amen. And we have to be careful, even if those that are watching by Internet, if you have your parents of young children and all, maybe you have, you know, maybe given them and bought them phones or the electronics. And a lot of times it's it's their babysitting, the children, for the parents, because the parents have very busy schedules. We need to slow things down and get back to godly, um, basic Traditional, there's very good traditional things, routine things, good ones to bring back into our homes. And I was thinking about this when Elena was talking about this and what Jim said about being um, the techies and all that's going on. I remember back in, and I'm going to share this, I remember back in 19, it was in the late 70s, I believe, the Lord spoke to me and the Lord said this to me. I was... um, I was painting and um, just minding my business. The kids were outside. I th- it was in the summertime. And concentrating on painting because I'm not a real good painter, you know. Am- amen. And if I, if I want to get a wall painted, all I have to do is bring the paint stuff out. My husband goes, what do you think you're doing? I said, oh, nothing. I'm just going to paint. Give it to me. And then I get it done, you know. Because I, I can paint on canvas with Lisa, yeah. So, but anyway, um, I was, I was painting and the Lord spoke to me and he said this, he said, the day is coming when I'm going to bring judgment to America. And he said, and I will start and work, he said, on the coastland and it'll work its way in. But God, when he begins to judge America, I believe that we will see definite signs of it on the coast. And when God spoke that to me, it was out of nowheres. It gripped my heart, and I didn't know when that was going to happen. And then the Lord took me into a place where I began to study some things out. Because when God has you on a track with him, okay, you stay on that track with him. Brother Hagin said, if the Holy Ghost gets you on a certain point, you stay with it till you get it dug out. And I stayed with this, and I went to, the Lord had me go to Ezekiel in chapter 28 and verse 14, where the prophet Ezekiel is prophesying what God is saying. 
And starting with verse 14, it says, You were the anointed cherub, talking about Lucifer, that covers with overshadowing wings. I'm reading from the Amplified. And I set you so. You were upon the holy mountain of God. You walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire like the paved work of gleaming sapphire because of the fire, the heat, and the glory of God would carve that out. Stone upon which gleaming, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, gleaming sapphire stone upon which the God of Israel walked on Mount Sinai. There's a whole lot to say about that, about the tablets and the commandments of God. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created until, everybody say until. Until. Until iniquity and guilt were found in you. Through the abundance of your commerce, say commerce, Commerce. you were filled with lawlessness and violence and you sinned. Therefore, I cast you out as a profane thing from the mountain of God and the guardian cherub drove you out from the midst of the stones of fire. I did a study on that word commerce and it was trading, importing and exporting, merchandising. And one of the things that's going on and all throughout the world is using this type of technology for their own personal gain to make them rich and wealthy, just like Satan was setting up one place that says a lot of his dwelling places. He had many. And what was hap- what's happening here did was going on in a way in a sense in a glorified way in heaven and the commerce that was found in him god gave him charge of different things and he oversaw those things but it became corrupt because of the pride and i see that in this hour in the day that we're living in because things are speeding up because god is on his timetable amen? amen and the prophetic timetable that satan is using it all the while still trying to take what god has created to corrupt it to pull man away from god and even using the technology that he is to bring us to a place. Can I say this? I hope this sounds right, and, and I don't know, but to retard the thinking process of adults and children today. Wow. Yeah. And a lot of this has to do with commerce. Because everything that we use anymore is technology for commerce. Amen. It's how we use it, church. It's all how we use it. The um, one thing electronics have done, again, what God intended for good, (sighs) divide and conquer is one of the great, most simple yet profound uh, strategies of war. God did not create the church before he created family units. He created family units. So the devil's number one target is family units. We hear it also in politics, how fatherless homes, fatherless homes, (laughs) the devil reaps the most havoc in those situations. Amen? He wants to destroy families. Um we as the church need to, you know, the church is not a replacement for the parenting in a home. The church is not supposed to lead the home. It's to help support the home. The family unit was created first by God, amen? But the, the hearing and teaching of the preaching and teaching of the word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost in the life of the church is so essential right now. This isn't, listen, if you're there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit, right? Romans 8, 1, verse 2 says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. We need to be equipped. We need to be alerted. So what is it? You may have to throttle it back with the electronics, even for yourself. 
This information is un gives comprehension and understanding, or maybe, just maybe, you've been too, too those possibly in this room, you've been too much a techie. Get back to the paper. I was telling the church uh, the other, uh, back in, in one of our co church conferences, Pastor Tommy Barnett, one of the largest Assembly of God evangelist pastor church, yeah, his church, but he ministered uh, uh, about the mustard seed, and he gave everybody in the congregation a mustard seed. Carol took it, we took it, and we sowed seed into a project that he had. It was into the, uh, to the hospital out uh, in, in L.A., and um, Carol took her mustard seed and taped it in her Bible as a point of contact and faith, praying for it and everything else. What she didn't realize is the thing began to sprout roots. It began to sprout roots. Why? Because paper is absorbent of moisture. It was planted in the Word. It was planted in the Word. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. And, it was, and you've heard it said in here, yeah, thank God for the, the tool of this. And now, we don't, now I don't have to carry that two-pound Bible around. I can carry my phone and just follow the Word here. There's something, guys, there's something that, Nothing will ever replace that thing you hold in your hands. It was so sacred to the Jewish writers that if they made a mistake in their penmanship, they had to have a funeral for that parchment. And it had to be buried respectfully. That's how much reverence they had for the scripture. We need to have reverence. I mean, I'm telling you what, okay, to use, I use electronics. It helps for notes and things like that. But I'm very careful with it. I really am. I minimize, I maximize the the use of it in a minimized amount of time. Does that make sense? Yes. Can I say something about the commerce? I forgot to add this. Um, when I was reading it in Ezekiel about the commerce that was found in you, and when I told you I studied that, the importing and exporting, um, do you know that most sin is found? And look what's happening right now about building the walls, no matter what you feel or whatever. But we need walls. We need walls. But we need spiritual walls. The most important thing, we need spiritual walls around our nation. Amen? Amen. And that comes through a, a, a prayerful life. But the, the commerce that goes on, the importing and exporting, the sin and all this stuff that is coming in and out of this country, um, sex slave trading, there's all kinds of things. The drugs, uh, there's so, there is so incredibly much that is going on beyond what we even know that we, we don't even realize at all. And that's why I believe that God is going to, when he said that to me about the judgment, not saying that we haven't seen some judgment in different states in the country, but I believe that we're going to in the days ahead if America, if the church doesn't repent of the sin that's in the church, I believe that we're going to see judgment come to America. We have to close this session shortly. Thank you for giving me the mic. Now, I hear, when I hear all this, when I was a little child, we were in the Leave it to Beaver days. And I think of the change, the rapidity, I think that's a word, of the change that is now in the 21st century. And it's like an all-out assault. Satanic powers to numb us to the sensitivity and the workings of the Holy Spirit, to numb us to God himself who created us and purchased us by his very own blood. There's a numbing effect that technology and media, all things media, has on us and personally at the beginning of this year I made a decision that at different intervals of the year I am going to put away all my tech stuff 
and go away and fast for three days with just this and a jug of water. Because I don't want to enter into any of this because we know people in our own lives. We have a nephew, a dear, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't say this. Maybe I should wait till next session, a family member that is 20 in his twenties, well into his twenties. And he is in a dark basement day after day doing video games, depression, depression, on medication, medication, anger, anger, hates his parents, his dad, hopeless, violent. Part of that study showed increased violent and aggressive behaviors off the charts. Yeah. Yeah. And, And this family was a good old... Your, your typical good American family just 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, he grew up with... You want to tell the rest of it? No. Because he's more your nephew than mine. <laughs> okay, hey, you know what? If they're watching this, they'll get help. This is let me help you watch out. this whole session and you'll understand. This is a case of many nephews and many nieces. <laughs> right, all that's why I'm bringing this out. This is not an yeah. isolated case. I talked to a 40 something year old man that had problems. He said, I cannot read the Bible for longer than two minutes. And, and I, I said, Why? Because I have to go on my video games. His brain is on like uh, uh, 50 different channels, a whirlwind of activity that he cannot put this away and just read the word for even 15 minutes and meditate on the word of God. Bert, that's why these young people are not getting baptized in the Holy Ghost for this reason. We are catering to a group, a generation of young people to have services that are 45 ca- minutes. Good point. And it's always active up front yep. here and everything else. Yep. And we can't move in the things yep. of the Holy Ghost yep. and see the demonstration of the Holy Ghost because of the yep. commerce, yep. the ungodly, yep. wicked commerce yep. that has come in, in into the world yep. that well God brought the God brought the electronics in but, but to see Satan capitalize yes. on it yes. and it has stolen the very things of God from this generation I have never seen I have I have so many so many young people that I know personally that have said to me, I have anxiety. I have anxiety. I have anxiety. But where are you going? Oh, we're going to his church. It's really cool that we got light shows. We got this. We got yes. that going. And our services are only 45, 50 minutes. Do you speak in tongues? No, we don't do that there. Yeah. This is what the main thing that the Holy Ghost, this has been a long session, a little bit drawn out, a lot of teaching. But this is the main thing that the Holy Ghost is saying and wants to get over to us. Is this whole, what it's doing in the realm of the spirit, what it's doing to the Holy Spirit, to his demonstrations, his power, the sensitivity of young people today and older. This is the main thing. It is stealing. It is making people dysfunctional today, insensitive, numb. It's numbing their senses. So this is on the heart of God. And I know it's been a long session, but it concerns the Holy Ghost and and he wants us to to no longer be ignorant of Satan's devices, no pun intended. He does not want us to be ignorant of these devices, not only us, but our grandchildren and children. They need to be made aware of these things. It's good that Seth, that young families get a hold of these things early when their kids are young, because I'm telling you, this is... This is an assault. It's like all-out assault because Satan knows his time is short. Dear Jesus, what's this all have to do with the Holy Ghost Forum? Equipping the body of Christ. Amen? It's for equipping the body of Christ. Without the work of the Holy Spirit, we yeah. can't. You can't yeah. overcome this without yeah. the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Without the Word, yes. without prayer. Think the of what word, this does prayer. to prayer. Right. 
I, I say it all the time. I say, we have lost the art of waiting on God. Why? Because of everything we've talked about. People don't know. I mean, I'm not just even talking about young people. Older people don't know how to wait on the Lord. They have to have this. They have to have this. They have to, they have to be doing something. Yeah. So this is critical that we hear and make Can the I adjustments say we I need to make. I want to encourage this, too. This, this one session was a session of wisdom. Yeah. Godly wisdom. Bringing wisdom to us. Amen. Amen. And we have to recognize what the Holy Spirit is doing and saying. And so he brought wisdom to us. I'm so grateful for his wisdom. And, um, you know, when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, this is how I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to go into the whole story. I know. Baptism of the Holy Ghost. I want to encourage parents and grandparents to let your children hear you. So, if they don't hear that from you, then something is wrong in the atmosphere of your home. It should be a spirit-filled atmosphere. That they're learning the things of the kingdom and not the things of the world through the electronics. God can bypass the addiction and he can deliver anybody from addiction. And if they get a hold of the truth about being baptized in the Holy Ghost, guess what's going to happen to their brain structure that was being destroyed by all the electronics? It's going to come alive and be healed and delivered. When I heard, did you hear what I said? In the upper room, everybody that came for the feast, they heard an explosion I ask people this, what did the people on the outside hear? A lot of people tell me this. Their first response is, they heard the sound of a mighty rushing wind. I said, no. They heard tongues. Because when you read on, it says they heard them because they were of different languages that came at that feast from different parts. And they had to come for the feast. And when they gathered in Jerusalem for the feast, they heard their own personal language magnifying God. Glory to God. It wasn't the sound. That was just, that's who Holy Spirit is. He entered the room. When you walk into the room, are you having those experiences? When you walk into the room, but listen. Guys, this is what I heard. I just got born again. Three weeks later, our daughter Carrie was very sick. She was only a couple months old. October, November, a couple months old. That was it. And I was very concerned about her. And I, 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 my husband got born again first, and I got the point that my husband knew God. And I, I gave my life to the Lord. And then three weeks later, this is when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. I looked at my husband at being concerned as a mom, and I said, "Hun, can we pray for Carrie? I said, I'm really concerned. And he said, okay. So we got on our knees next, next to the bed. And he started praying and asking Jesus to heal her. And I heard, say heard. heard. See, how are they going to know about the baptism of the Holy Ghost? A lot of churches say, oh, yeah, we, te- we believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but people are coming and they don't. Here, they took him out, the Holy Ghost. And I heard this. There's only about two syllables. We need to touch on that, on a fluent language. If people heard the apostles magnifying God in all those 120 in the upper room, they heard a stream of fluency of language. And I heard this, so sure, so sure, so sure, whispering. I didn't ask my husband, what's that? No, it was reverent. We were asking Jesus to heal our daughter. And then I heard him, so sure, so sure. And inside, as a child, unless we receive the things of the kingdom of God, come as a child, This is what I said. Lord, inside, 
I'm still conversing with the Lord. That would be neat if I could do what he's doing. Nobody told me it was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I didn't go to church yet, everybody. My daughter was sick. And then we went to bed. And then we had the sound of a rushing mighty wind. I was under the power and glory slain in my bed. I could not move except my little finger. A language started flowing out of me. My husband sat up in bed and started glorifying God. He thought I was asleep. He went to sleep. I'm sorry. He went to sleep when I made sure everybody was in bed and shut everything down. I went to bed, turned on my side, and I I always keep the cross in front of me. And I was thinking about Jesus carrying the cross. Yes, Lord, I will. He told me, Carol, don't hold back on that testimony. Because there lies the power of God. I got it too. And the Lord, the Lord, because I got on, it went in bed and I laid on my side facing the wall, my back to my husband, thinking about Jesus carrying the cross. It was the first time I did this night after night. For some reason, I could so vividly see him in my mind. And he's carrying the cross. This is the first time he turned his face and looked at me. And when he did, I shumusu, I shumusu, shumusu, shumusu. And my husband woke up because even I heard it, but I couldn't move church. I didn't know people fell out under the power of God. I never saw it. If I was standing, I would have been under. But all I could do was move. I remember it was this finger. All I could do is move and try to do it. My hand was open. I could only move my little finger back and forth. I couldn't move anything else. And my husband sat up in bed. The glory of God, there was a cloud at the end of our bed and filled the room. And the, cl- and the, the sound of that, that entrance of the Holy Ghost came in our room. And we were baptized. I was baptized in the Holy Ghost. I say this, why not now? I am so willing to lay my life down. How about you for others to encounter the almightiness of God himself? How about you? Amen. (sighs) Wow. Father, we praise you. Let's just give him praise. Lord, thank you for the directing and the unfolding. Thank you for comprehension. You said to you said recently that you were going to grace us with the gift of comprehension. We claim that for everyone here, those watching, that will comprehend what you're saying through the information highway, but Lord, through revelation and by your help of your spirit, that this is a year of divine order in judgment thank you for your order coming more back coming back into our lives in a greater way or being heightened in our lives that we will be fruitful multiply replenish subdue and have dominion in all our spheres of influence in jesus name amen